Today's episode is sponsored by Ava. Stop missing hot leads when you're out with a client or spending time with friends and family. Ava is a professional inside sales team and will respond to and nurture leads 24-7. And you step back in when the leads are ready to talk to an agent. Visit reraw.com forward slash Ava to learn more. Again, that's reraw.com forward slash A-I-V-A. Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. What's going on out there, Reraw Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Friday. It's time to kick back, to open up, to relax a little bit. Take that deep breath of air and let it out because guess what? It's the weekend coming up, which means you got a couple of Mondays lined up for your game. And uh, I got to be honest with you, you better be on it because lots of deals happen over the weekend. So I've got a, a guest joining me today on the Ramble session, as it should be. And I'll also tell you, he doesn't know that I've started recording already. But he's walking in the room now, and I'm going to throw him in the fire. And I don't really care. We're just going to see where it goes. What's up, guys? You've heard him before. It's Anthony Pirro. <laughs> What's up, baby? From the Big Bad Bank. Whoop, whoop, Boom. Whoop, whoop. Dude, I was actually, I didn't know how long it was going to take for you to get from, like, the front door to here. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start this and see how far into the episode I could get. <laughs> yeah, I made kinda, it. This, uh, this studio is kind of in a maze of, of uh, yeah. stuff here. All the way in the back. So... Here's something I thought was interesting to ramble about for like 42 seconds. Um, I don't know, maybe the shortest ramble ever. What you got? I'm kind of trolling Facebook and Instagram and oh. Snapchat and Twitter and LinkedIn and <laughs> what whatever. Pick and all, MySpace. And my, MySpace. <laughs> my what? <laughs> and I, I loved this one. Uh, somebody had mentioned that this kind of comes up a bit. Um do agents really know what goes into closing costs on a loan? And do you want to know how to figure it out? I I personally don't believe that they do. And and that's not a jab at it? them. No, no, no. It's and and I and by the way, I'm not as much as I'm willing to jab on this show, I'm not even bringing this up as a jab. Right. So how much or how important, rather, is it for an agent to understand the closing costs that go into purchasing or selling a house? Yeah, I, I think it's it's um, significant. Perfect. Well, you've heard it from Anthony, and uh, we've been here on a ramble session on Friday. Uh, remember, real agents work. We're wrapping it up. No, <laughs> and see you later. And uh, <laughs> Maker's Mark, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So it, it's really important. Um, I, I would think so. You know, um, I got it, you know, outside of foreign investors, you know, um, 20% is hard to come by. Okay. So, you know, it, why, it, why is that, by the way? What changed in the last decade? Is, is that, a, are, is that are, a wrong statement on my part? Yes. Do you have seven hours? 
I do. <laughs> I, sadly, uh, hang on, let me call my wife real quick. Hey, babe, we're I not going to be home until uh, Monday. I do have seven hours. <laughs> no, um, the the big thing that changed is simply that um, here in SoCal, values are through there are very high. Sure. You know, um, if yeah, as you know, we're we're here out here in Orange County. If you want to have a a very nice um, moderate, and I'm not saying you know. Five bedroom, ten bedroom, billionaire, uh, billionaire house down by the beach. You want to have a moderate home for your family. It's seven fifty here. Sure, ten percent is one hundred fifty thousand. Right. I don't know how many people have one hundred fifty thousand just sitting in a savings account. That's twenty percent. Did I say that wrong? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so the uh, the first message here is is have a loan officer that understands the numbers. Um, <laughs> no, have a loan officer that doesn't uh, uh, indulge in adult beverages. Um, also true. We will be editing that later, but uh, <laughs> I don't ten, know, bro. I don't twenty. Know. <laughs> you signed. You already signed the paperwork, bro. It might be published. I have no. So idea. yes, my no, name. You're right. My name is 20%. John Smith. No, no, no. <laughs> no, so you're you're totally getting a cease and desist from John Smith. No, um, no. So twenty percent on seven fifty uh, uh, is uh, of seven hundred fifty thousand. Correct. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of cash. Yeah. So so my point of saying that going back to closing costs, and I'm sorry for going so lateral though, yeah. is. You know, if you go to a a ten percent down loan program, or you know, um, if you go to an FHA program, which is going, you know, if you're, it's a seven hundred thousand dollar home, you're counting every penny at that point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Really, I mean, yeah. if it's a if it's a five percent program at seven hundred thousand, that's thirty five thousand. Now right. you're you're looking at a loan of um, six hundred and sixty five thousand. You need to bring it to six fifty nine to be in the county limit. But you're not accounting for what the topic is. What's the topic, James? Closing costs. Closing costs on a purchase is anywhere between five and seven thousand. Mm. So we're looking at anywhere from three quarters of a point to yep. I I always estimate on the high end a point and a half. See, that's that that is relatively high, but I don't think that's out of the out of the park. And my point of saying that is yeah. if you don't understand the closing costs, that five to seven thousand can be the difference between getting the deal done or not. Yeah. So what you're talking about is three quarters to a point, right? Yeah. What I'm talking about is three quarters really to a point and a half. Yeah. Absolutely. And the reason I phrase it that way is because it gives me a margin of error. What I tell people is I'd rather overestimate what it's going to cost you. Correct. Then undershoot, right? Because if we're expecting you to be able to qualify to buy this house, but it's not going to be like, it's like such a tight limit. Yeah, you don't want to be splitting hairs. Right. And and that, I think, is what's become a, a big problem out here, it, specifically in Southern California. I, I'm sure there's other parts of the country, so please forgive me if you're feeling excluded right now, but I, I really mean this. In a very affluent market, which I'm privileged to be in, I, I think that oftentimes we've got clients that are splitting hairs, to use your words, to get into a house that they want to be in. And unfortunately, it, it I mean, it's reality, right? Like they might be literally putting all they've got and they might, yep. they literally might have to get a gift from a family member just to be able to come up with the closing cost because they were like, oh my gosh. I've only I've got enough for the down payment. I'm so stoked I finally got there. And then, oh my gosh, they either don't have enough from reserves, they can't cover the closing costs, or they can't accomplish both. Like 
They can't have enough in reserves and cover the closing costs. It's a very, very difficult spot. See, you you took the words out of my mouth is sometimes you end up having to go and say, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Customer, unless you can get a gift. Sure. Because we didn't you, you didn't expect the five to seven thousand dollar escrow title appraisal, all that. Sometimes the deal can't get done. Right. And and that's that's a hard thing to deliver, but it's also like you said, setting the expectation properly. So, Anthony, let me ask you this really quick, and you don't have to be exact on the percentages. And I know I'm shooting from the hip here, but how often do you have clients that get approved for a certain amount, and they actually are maxing out on that pre-approval? Honestly, yeah, nine out of ten times. No kidding. I I and. So when I do my pre-approvals, but guys, listen, listen to this. I I, this I have is to tell you, huge. Please, please listen carefully. Every time I do a pre-approval, that means I run credit and I get their tax returns and their pay stubs and their bank statements. That means I know how much money they have. That means I know exactly what their debts are. Yep. And that means I know exactly how much they make. When I do that pre-approval, I do a to be determined pre-approval, saying it's not tied to any address. But this is the this is the important part. I say, Mr. Mrs. Customer, Mr. Mrs. First Time Home Buyer, the most, the absolutely most home you qualify for is XYZ. That doesn't mean that you should go buy that home. Right. I'm telling you, if you absolutely had to go buy that seven hundred or six fifty or four fifty, whatever it might be, this is the most you could get. However, that does, I'm not encouraging you to go do that. Right. Why I'm saying that is simply that when uh, when others don't account for closing costs, the five seven thousand, I um I I do inform the uh, customers of that. You guys, other things arise. What if the water heater's broken and you do need to spend that five thousand? What if you don't get that home warranty? What if James? What if you don't get that repair for cost where you need to do? hardwood flooring that costs another 8500 those are all the things that um can arise so you disclaimer don't feel the need to max out the budget Mm -hmm. how often are you working with agents that are struggling with that do you ever feel like you're talking to an agent that seems to be dancing with uh well i know there's a couple places they like at you know 650 but i really am trying to get them into this place at 745 more often than not, but I do, we do do our best. Meaning, me and the realtor, I'm like, hey, look, hey, six fifty, uh, six forty is the max. I know you're looking at six fifty five. We're gonna have to figure a situation out. I really don't think that's gonna work. Sure. But you know, they 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 do do their best to not try to do that. However, um, I just try to like you know the the whole theme of this conversation is setting expectation properly. So setting expectation and agents, I you know, I mean, without question, this comes up pretty much every time we talk is putting the client's best interest first. Yeah. I mean, literally, I could point every single conversation in some way back to who does that serve? And the answer is, if it doesn't serve your client, then you need to rethink the answer. Yeah. And in, in this particular case, you know, we're talking about do you max the budget? Do you not? understand what your client's limitations are and you know it, when i first bought when i bought my very first condo with my wife okay 
we were looking at a 900 square foot condo. We ended. I, I'm sorry. We ended up buying a 900 square foot condo for 247 grand. I had to counter my own offer just to get it <laughs> because it was back when the market was like all investors. It was mm-hmm. like 2000. Third or 2009 2010 okay. it was crazy like it was all cash buyers everyone buying you know whatever um but i had a, a loan officer that was like dude you guys can do 400 and and i literally fired the loan officer yeah against the agent's advice by the way because the loan officer is like dude you need to go as much as you can right now and it didn't make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So understanding the difference between what someone's qualified for, what they're capable of financially, according to the bank, and what they're actually capable of within their comfort zone. That's to a live, huge thing. To live the lifestyle they want, man. See, James, that's that's the biggest thing. And you're talking from first-person perspective. Is for like, sure. Hey, By the way, when when I'm sorry to cut you off, but to clarify that, I'm not just talking from per- first-person perspective as a real estate agent. Yeah, I'm. I'm talking as a person, man. Yeah, that's true. As a yeah, husband yeah, that's and a really father, true. like, bro, like, I, like, dude, I would love, I would love to be living in a place that's more than what I've got right now. But I really want to coach my daughter on the weekend in soccer. See, see, that's huge. And and let me let me emphasize that. My pre my prequal is off your gross income. That's not including your your private school. That's not including, you know, the lifestyle that you're used to. That's not including what you want to provide to to your family. So my point is just because I say it's 400, that doesn't mean you need to go buy that. And that and you're a true testament to that. So let me let me dive on this for a minute cuz actually I think we're accidentally uncovering something. So me I, I'm gonna and guys, I, let's just be real for a minute, okay? Anthony and I get together and we're recording a ramble session, like off hours, like whatever. We're digging deep, and yep. while sometimes we have a question or two to spark the conversation, the reality is is it's just kind of going. Yep. So this is legit. He has no idea I'm about to throw this at him. I don't. I don't think that most agents or consumers realize that you base it off of gross income. Yeah, oh my gosh. Now hold on. Huge. This is huge. But you see it. Now yeah. but you see you see the expenses, okay? You see the private school money that they pay. You see their monthly cre- like you see the yeah. balances they carry on credit cards, right? This huge topic. So dig on it with me for a minute. Someone says, "Hey, I make a hundred grand a year. Yep, I should qualify for X, Y, Z." And you say, "No worries, man. On a hundred grand, you're qualified." But we're talking gross. At the end of it, they're running negative, or they're very uh-huh. small margin, or whatever it is, right? Because private school or any number of other things. What, like, tell me about what you see versus what you use. So this is this is huge james fucking huge i i mean i can't even like i I, you guys cannot see how big this is what i'm talking about it's big get your pencils get your ipads i don't care get your ears point them to this to this microsoft product please bill gates send the check to threes no okay (laughs) okay in all seriousness guys seriously listen to this this is huge i gotta tell you 
I qualify you off of your gross income. I'm just telling you. Let's use some numbers. But what? Well, hold on. But what do you see? You qualify well, the, me off of gross. But that's so. That's why I want to dive into. Okay. So let's, like you said, a uh, hundred grand a year, right? Yep. So that's that's eight thousand a month, which is oh, ninety six thousand. Push record. You're kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, keep going. So so my my gross. My gross income for you guys is I'm using eight thousand dollars a month. That's ninety six. That's ninety six. Hey, put that on that desk. So that's uh, ninety six thousand a year. Yep. So I'm going to qualify you at. That means that you guys can qualify for let's just say a, a eight hundred fifty thousand dollar loan. Now that's actually a $850,000 purchase. So let me get back to the point. I only go off of what's in your credit report. What's in your credit report? Your credit cards, your auto loans, your um, uh, student loans. And that's it. What's not in a credit report, James? I mean, everything else, my phone bill, my like what I spent on dinner last night, the your, I mean, my your car, private I mean, school whatever, for the like, kids yeah I private mean, school uh my nanny my whatever right like i took my i take my wife out to dinner once a week to whatever like you don't so you're not seeing that I'm, so, i don't see any of that okay so guys listen up for a minute because this is a podcast that you think right now i'm talking to consumers fuck that i'm talking to you the agent this shit is so you guys i can't even tell you how gold this shit is huge you don't understand what you're doing you don't like you go out in the field every day and you're like fuck yeah the lender gave me a prequal or a pre-approval for xyz but you don't understand what that's based off of correct and then you wind up 13 days in escrow on a 30-day close with a 17-day contingency with a fucking speed bump and you can't figure out why now what's funny is you're crawling up the loan officer's ass because you think that guy can move mountains and we talked about this in a sales meeting previously that that loan officer you think can move those mountains because they make their own rules yeah but what we've learned is they don't make their own rules and the reality of it is you as the agent and the consumer but you as the agent didn't really understand how your buyer was pre-qualified in the first place. And you don't understand why Mr. Jones is getting cold feet on buying that that home. All of a sudden he's going, right. wait a second. My mortgage is going to be four grand, but I only take home 4,800 a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what big bills do you see? Let's just get really, really specific. Let's get raw. I see mortgages. I see home equity lines. I see credit cards. I see auto loans. I see student loans. I see personal loans. Okay. Other than that, unless somebody's defaulted on like a, a medical bill or a, a, a cell phone bill and it goes to collections, I don't see your daily. I don't see your daily expenses of your or we don't account for. Let me say that we don't account for. Yeah. Your your AT and T bill of one hundred and fifty bucks. I don't account for your cable bill of two hundred and fifty. I don't account for your your kids' private school of a thousand. I don't account for your 
lavish expenditures at Louis Vuitton for twelve hundred dollars a month. I don't. I don't account for that. All right. So let me ask you this then. Hold. Hold. Hold on. So during escrow, and I hear this all the time from loan officers, they say, "Hey, just a quick friendly reminder. Please don't go buying oh yeah, yeah a bunch yeah. of furniture from Macy's. Please don't go buying." That Louis Vuitton purse. This is a great question. So, if you don't see it during the prequal, how could it fuck them during escrow? It's a great question. Realtors, please listen. We do something called a credit supplement. We do not rerun credit. But what we do is ask the credit agencies for an update. Okay. So, a credit supplement is an update to the credit report. So, we say, hey, since... You know, uh, May 1st, has the customer added any new accounts and or has his balances increased? So if I ran your credit on May 1st and you had zero money on your credit report, but now it's May 19th and you have 20 grand in furniture at Jerome's fuck, uh, furniture store. Jerome's is great, by the way. Yeah, I'm not I'm not talking down on you, Jerome. <laughs> I'm just saying, but if you if you rack up twenty grand and now you have eleven hundred dollar bill to pay, we do need to count that in your debt to income ratio. And you should be contacting me because Jerome's gives a discount to reroll, <laughs> isn't it? No, I'm just kidding. No, guys, but think think about in in all honesty, think about what Anthony's talking about here. You know, the supplemental, what do you call it? A supplemental? Credit supplement report. A, a credit supplement report, right? So it's an update to the credit report and you're seeing new activity. Yep. Okay. So you guys, this is so imperative to understand because it's literally the difference between your client getting a house versus not. Hey, can I add to this real, real quick? I mean, I hope you would. You're you guys. Here. <laughs> fucking, I'm not hey. talking to a wall. Whoa, bro. <laughs> so I got to say, you know, I, it, this sounds crazy. You're not going to believe me, but I tell you once a month, I'll be doing a purchase. The thing that messes me over the most, and I want to use a different word for that. I can't tell you how many people go and get into escrow, get pre-qualified for a home. And what do they do? They go and get a new car. Oh, God. I, I I tell I've actually have had to make it a point of mine the last eighteen months to then say you actually say don't do the following things. Yes, yeah. because every time they're like, oh, I'm I'm in escrow. They're not going to run my credit report, and they go and get a Maserati for seven fifty. And I'm like, you yeah. just had a, a Honda for two fifty. That's five hundred dollars I didn't account for. Yeah, you know it's funny you say that because I've made it a routine in my life to actually tell clients if. You are planning on purchasing anything beyond what you normally do. And I mean, like, if you're used to going to, you know, in and out or you're used to going to Wendy's and getting that burger on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Saturday for whatever, then keep doing that. That's fine. Yep. But if you're thinking like new furniture or I might get a new car, like any other financial decision that doesn't happen on a regular basis. And I mean, regular, like a couple times a week, then it doesn't mean you can't do it. It means you need to call Anthony first. It means you need to call your loan officer first and yep. not ask permission, but ask, how does this affect me? A hundred percent. Golden rule. Please, please, please just wait till the loan's done. I don't care if you rack your credit cards up to a hundred grand. At the end of the day, just, just communicate. So guys think, I mean, are you guys understanding this? I mean, are you getting it? 
I mean, think about think about what we're talking about here. This is like, this is real shit. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people that are going in to a hundred thousand, a five hundred thousand, a million dollar, a three million dollar, a ten million dollar purchase, and it doesn't matter if it's their first house or their hundredth house. We're talking about people that are literally putting shit on the line. It doesn't matter if it's your only house, primary residence, or if you're buying a new primary residence with 100 rentals on the side. You have to understand the magnitude of the decisions that are being made. The amount of money that's transferred back and forth between buyer and seller, escrow, and title, and all the commissions paid, it's fucking ginormous. This is one of the highest paid positions on the face of the earth. This isn't just a sales position. This is fucking real estate. And I want you to hear that. This is real estate, people. You tell me what sells for more than the value of the fucking land on this planet. Massive. Maybe the cure for cancer? I mean, seriously. We're talking about shit that's big time dollars, guys. And and what's crazy to me is most people, most agents, most anybody in this industry doesn't understand the magnitude of what you're really playing with. You're trading a commodity that's rare. It's the most limited fucking commodity on the face of the earth. Look how many jobs realtors create oh yeah i mean appraisers uh escrow officers fuck yeah uh you're talking about having um home inspections you're talking about look how many jobs just one real estate transaction creates look how much wealth comes from it do you guys know the average number of people that are involved in one real estate transaction do you know anthony do you know i'm gonna go with eight eight do you want to know the real answer? What? The average number of people involved in a normal, regular real estate transaction is 46 people. Oh, I'm completely off. 46 people involved in the average real estate transaction. Fucking think about that. You want to talk about creating jobs? It's not just about creating jobs. Think about the number of people that are responsible for shit that matters. Mm-hmm. You've got buyer and seller, so that's two. You've got loan officer, listing agent, buyer's agent. Well, let me add to you. Processor, Processor, underwriter, underwriter. closer, funder, my assistant, my manager. What else you got? So that's 10. I've got my transaction coordinator, my broker, my office manager. I've got all of my team members, but let's not add them into the equation. Let's add the home inspector. Let's add the appraiser. Let's add any. Uh, let's add two other inspectors just for shits. County, We're up to seventeen. County the, clerk's office. County clerks recording title. Excuse me, title. Guys, the, the list goes on and on. The, it it doesn't stop, and all of those people have assistants. Those people, people have assistants. The the homeowners have children, or spouses, or parents, or whatever. But the job couldn't be done without. You, the real estate agent. And it's not uh, honestly, done without me. Honestly, I have me, to say that. But it's, but it's not done without me. Sometimes it's done without you if it's a cash buyer. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But it's... Guys, here's the thing. I, I just... This shit could literally bring me to tears. You have to understand the magnitude of the position that you're in. This is fucking real shit, you guys. 
when when you guys start playing games, you're not playing games with your money. And you're not playing games with your job. You're playing games with tons of jobs. Not just five or ten or eight jobs. You're playing games with 40 or 50 jobs per transaction. Think about that for a minute. So the next time you think about maxing your client's budget, fuck that. Think about whether that is in their best interest. Mm -hmm. Think about the amount that goes into closing costs and understanding the money traded in a transaction so that you can serve them. It's fucking huge, you guys. Here's one I want to throw at Anthony for a minute. Here's one I want to throw at you. Pre-approvals come out. Whether it's a pre-approval or a pre-qual, let's just say we get a letter that says buyer is pre-qualified. In this case, for easy numbers, we're all in different markets. Let's say buyer's pre-approved for 500 grand. Okay. Okay. Buyer might be shopping for a house for 400 grand. Does buyer send a pre-approval for 500 or do you rewrite it for 400 and what's the better way to position and why? Great question. That's where having the relationship with your loan officer uh, team, whether it's big, bad bank, broker, whatever, you, you, you have them all. You customize it to the offer. I don't care what you say. Hey, James, I know you're uh, pre-approved for 500. I know you want 400. I'm going to... I. I already sent you the one for five, but I'm going to edit to edit to 400 or 410 or 420. That's where the loan officer should be doing it for your interest. I would never send a 500 expecting a $500,000 pre-approval expecting you to send it to a 400,000. So, so let me put a play on this. Yeah. All right. So I, I kind of knew an answer before I asked you the question. And the answer is baited me. Yeah. Baited the fuck out of you, but there's no wrong answer. The, the answer is you have to know how to play the hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this doesn't just go into what we just talked about, understanding closing costs, understanding the position, understanding the amount of money that's traded back and forth. It understands, it's understanding how to play the position that you're in. You know, I, one of the questions I see commonly on these social media groups is buyer wants to offer for 500 do I send it for 500 or do I send it for 600? What like what's better for me to do? Guys, it's all dependent on how you present your client. You want to talk about putting your client's best interest at heart. It's literally this shit right here. Yep. You can say, "Oh, client wants to buy a house for 500 grand. They're approved for 500 grand." Please note, here's everything they got. It's the best that they can do. They're putting their best foot forward the first time like play ball right or clients offering 400 grand they're approved up to 500 grand they're buying below their means they're trying to be financially responsible understand the weight of your argument yep the point in this conversation is there's no wrong answer it's how confident are you in presenting the argument how much do you understand about the transaction about the loan process, about the closing cost, about the number of people that are involved in this transaction. And by the way, how good are your relationships? How much 
leverage do you have on the people that you work with? We don't usually get to pick at least half of the team that we work with. Yep. It's not our luxury. But do you understand how to leverage your relationship new or seasoned to be able to create the best possible outcome for your client? Dude, this fucking shit is so real. This is this is the whole meat and potatoes right here. So think about and, and, and guys, I I just this is going to be an extreme perspective, but I'm going to throw it at you. What you got? I don't know that this is a real number, but I know it's within range, and I'll give a big range. Let's say open heart surgery costs between five hundred thousand and a million dollars. Okay. Okay. Just for fucking shits. All right. We know the surgeon's not making all that money. Mm-hmm. Okay. A real estate agent, I, I literally know real estate agents that make $5 million, mm-hmm. $10 million a year after their splits and their fucking shit. They're selling $500 million a year. Think about that number for a minute. Let that sink in. Think about that. What's two and a half percent of five hundred million? Fucking, I don't even know what is that. What is that like? You're five minutes telling me it's twelve point five million. As you can, uh, fuck. Yes. Now, now I gotta. Now I gotta actually do the math. God damn it. I'm gonna go with yes, ladies and gentlemen. Please text your answers to six two seven nine. What did I say? Five hundred million. Two and a half. Yeah, five hundred million. Two and a half. So you're twelve point five million dollars in commissions on that, guys. It, it here's the deal: there are occupations. I don't know how much you value your life. Could you put a price on your life? Yeah, a hundred bill. A hundred dollar bill. Hundred billion. Hundred billion. <laughs> or I was gonna say a hundred dollar bill. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, Anthony. I'd give you two hundred dollars, maybe two hundred. Ladies and gentlemen, a hundred billion. Write right. the check. No, so I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You've got you've got people that are out there making 12 and a half, 15, 20, 30 million dollars a year. Okay? Doctors aren't making that shit. Mm-mm. Now, guys, to be fair, ladies and gentlemen, there are some doctors that make that kind of money. It's the exception though. But and, and by the way, it's also the exception in real estate. That's true, but you also but, didn't do Eight years more of education. True. My point in all of this is, guys, understand the fucking privilege. You, you guys. Here's the deal. All right, and and we're we're going about a little bit, going around a little bit, but this shit is so close to home. It's not even funny. If you want to be a doctor, you want to fucking operate on brains. You're talking eight to twelve years of education. Additional additional so you're talking realistically 10 to 16 years of education and a lifetime of bills by the way unless you're the best and if you want to be a real estate agent do you know how fast you can get your fucking license four months four fucking months and no you don't have to have a college education you don't zero zero so I could have graduated high school and said, fuck you world, real estate license is for me, and I'm playing ball right now. Yep. 
four months, got my license, which is how long it took me, by the way. And guess what? If I could sucker some poor son of a bitch to let me list a $50 million property, I could do it. Mm -hmm. There's no difference in my license to represent a $10,000 sale versus $100 billion. Yep. It doesn't fucking matter. It's the same license. You guys have to take this shit seriously. You've got to understand the loan officer doesn't make up rules, which we've talked about before. You've got to understand the importance of communication. You've got to understand that you as an agent don't have to maximize the budget. You have to understand how to leverage a pre-approval. Do you play that game at a top dollar price? Oh, they're capable of this, but we're offering X instead. Or do you play the game of we're going top dollar, the front end, we're making our best offer first and calling it a day? Like all that shit matters. Yep. For sure. You're you're the you're the team captain. The fucking quarterback, the the center fielder. I mean, fucking you name it, dude. Yep. Like you are the go to. And you don't have to do everything. But you, by God, better know who to hand that ball off to. For sure. Guys, listen. I can't think of a better way to end this. Because i got to be honest. I'm fucking tired. I feel like a lot of emotion came out in this episode. <laughs> I got a little fired up, Anthony. He loves you guys. He really does. I just, I, It's just a lot. You know, I, I just, I'm passionate and I care. And I, I, I just, I don't just want you guys to win. But I want you to win and and not just win. I want you to go to sleep at night with a smile on your <laughs> face because you literally go to bed and go, God, fucking James. I just made that deal. <laughs> like I like not not because you felt like you got like got one over easy. I want you to go to sleep with a smile on your face because you're like, motherfucker. Like that I did that. Yep. Bro, like this isn't like I just baked that bread. <laughs> I let me just share a very quick thing, and I know you've got to go. I got nowhere to be. He's Anthony's got nowhere to be. I'm fucking trying to give him that handout, and he's not even taking it. So yeah, I'm, I'm just not gonna, going. To, hey, you guys, we'll be here till tomorrow. Two more hours, <laughs> and we're good. No, listen. So I, my grandfather is 98 years old. He just sold his own house. Just sold his own house. He lives in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> he used to be a real estate agent in his past life. Badass. And um, he, I mean, he hasn't practiced in probably thirty years. And it, it my my grandma's ninety five. She's <laughs> uh, she's you know she's she's struggling a little bit, so she's having some caregiving to her. That's tough. And, uh, and Grandpa was like, you know what? I think I gotta sell the house because Grandma's not living here anymore. He knows it's time to slow down for a minute, and it's and, and by the way, he's fucking earned that right. Mm-hmm. He served this great country. He flew in World War Two. Badass. Fucking flew thirty two missions in a B twenty four, and we can talk about that in another one. But I raise this glass to any man or woman that have served in this in this uh, in this world and put this their, is to all you veterans out there. Amen to that. But guys, um, he just sold his house. He sold his own house. And I I, I kind of lost my train of thought. I got a little overwhelmed there for a minute. But guys, he the point is, is that this man at his age did something great. 
and did something unbelievable and sold actually he actually set a record off market <laughs> like other agents that pay a lot of money to do business in the area like that's a true badass 98 years old i don't even know oh if i'm gonna God. i don't know if i'm gonna live to 36 let alone 98 <laughs> and he's setting records but guys it, the stuff that you're doing matters it doesn't matter if you're representing someone who's 98 or someone who's 23 you have to understand that that life is not just yours we all have our own journey and you're impacting the shit out of that and you've got to be serious about uh, about understanding that it's not about you it's it's about you in like a super indirect way but you as a real estate agent don't understand in most cases that you've earned the opportunity by taking a test and spending a few hundred dollars to impact people's life in a more significant way than the fucking FDA. It's freaking beautiful, man. It's true. It's absolutely true. The fucking FDA. It like might take 20 years to get a new drug through the system, but you as an agent can ruin someone's life in 30 fucking days. Yeah. And you can also deliver that dream house. That no one ever expected that they would find. Yeah, guys. Listen, money's not everything, but it is the great facilitator. And it is it is literally I mean, whether we like it or not, we it's required to live. Yeah. Like mac and cheese costs money, not hopes. <laughs> Bro. And three cheese, by the way, which is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that smile, bro. What's Dude, going on? It's a over big there? one. <laughs> hey, so I'm going to wrap this episode this way. All right. Real agents work, and you fucking better be one of them. And I'm not saying that you should be one of them. I'm requiring you to be one of them. If you're a loan officer listening, you fucking better be the most honest and ethical loan officer on the face of the earth. Don't you dare. Tell someone that they qualify for a top dollar amount and try to sell them into that shit to protect your commission. You tell people what they are capable of. Talk to them. You only base your loan decisions, your qualification decisions off of gross. Understand what people do for luxury. Let me ask you a question, George. Do you like going on vacation? How much do you spend on vacation? Do you buy your kids stuffed animals? How many hundreds of stuffed animals do they have? Fucking play that game. Because if you guys start asking people about their life, you're going to get real fucking answers. And that is the shit that matters. When you build businesses for profit, build it because you made a difference in other people's life. And that's special about real estate is you have the authority to make a difference in people's lives in a non-charitable way. We're in one of the most profitable businesses on the face of the earth and you can impact people and make the fuck ton of money that most people will never make. So here's what I'm gonna throw at you. Cole Hatter and Sonia Hatter have a conference called Thrive. And Anthony, you're going. I'll be there. You're fucking going. You can meet us in person September. September 14th through the 16th. And guys, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't get a penny 
a fucking penny for saying this. And Cole and Sonya, and God bless you guys, I love you, so please don't think I'm throwing you under. Cole and Sonya don't need the endorsement. This shit is going to sell without you. Okay? I'm going to buy one person a ticket right now. Okay? You go to james at reraw.com, email me, james at reraw.com, and you tell me why you think you deserve to go to this Thrive Conference. It's a business and a conference about going and understanding how to build a for-profit business so that you can serve a greater purpose. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you are interested in playing this game, I will buy you a ticket right now. You tell me why you deserve it. Serve a greater purpose. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, if you guys are interested, I'm not just going to buy you a ticket. Anthony and I are going to split the hotel. That's right, people. We're going to split the fucking hotel, and we're going to bring you out to Vegas September 14th through 16th. You're going to get to hear anywhere from 20 to 30 speakers. I don't know the exact amount yet because they haven't released it, and I don't know. Guys, it'll change your life. Start focusing on your client's best interest first, and everybody wins in the end. In the end, are you guys starting to hear a consistent message here? It's not about you. It's not. It's fucking not about us. It's about the client. If we play the best version of us, then the client should win. And everybody wins if they do. And if the client wins, fucking everybody wins. Anthony nailed it right there. So the Thrive Conference, Make Money Matter, it's about building for-purpose businesses for a greater, or excuse me, for-profit businesses for a greater purpose. Thrive Make Money Matter to build for-profit businesses that serve a greater purpose above and beyond themselves. If you want to go, james at reraw.com. I'm going to give away one ticket. Anthony and I are going to go above and beyond right now. We're going to split the hotel costs on that. And tell us why. And you tell me why you think you deserve to be out there. What mission are you on? What are you trying to change in the world? Why do you want this position? And if you're lost and you don't get it, I don't care. You send me that email anyway. I want to hear your story. We're going to talk. All right, guys. Remember something as you go into the weekend. Real agents work. You fucking better be one of them. Play your ass off. Work hard, play hard. But it means something this time. Put your client's best interest first. Win in the end. Anthony, what you got? Hey, no matter what, keep moving forward no matter how slow it is. We'll see you on the other side, guys. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Make something matter. And um, I guess what do we got? 20 minutes on Monday? I'll see you on Monday. 20 minutes, baby. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Hey, everyone. It's your host, James from ReRaw. Did you know that one of the most important parts of running your real estate business like a business is having a budget, tracking your expenses, and knowing and understanding where your money is actually going? But if you're like me, getting bogged down with the budget can be frustrating and taxing on the time you should be spending generating leads and working with your clients. This is why I use RealtyZam. 
RealtyZam is the best accounting software for real estate agents, hands down. And no joke, I've personally used this product for over three years. Not only do I love it, but my CPA thanks me every tax season. It works great on the computer, or they've got an awesome app that you can download right to your smartphone. Customize your expense categories, store receipts, track income, and expenses, and assign them to specific transactions so you know your actual margins. RealtyZam is amazing intuitive, and efficient. See your results by category, month, quarter, or annually, and track your progress from year to year. And the best part, not only can I give you a free trial, but when you do start paying for this software, you can actually get it for under $10 a month. And even that is tax deductible. So get your numbers straight and stop letting the accounting be a distraction when you can take it all in stride. Visit rerod.com forward slash zam and get a 30-day free trial, no credit card required. Again, that's rerod.com forward slash zam. That's rerod.com forward slash z-a-m.